All right, welcome to another episode of Jared Talk Sports. Let's recap week seven in the NFL. I think we are learning about which teams are legit. Remember, I have a theory that the NFL is basically four chapters. Every four games, you know, there's 17 games now, but every four games or so kind of tells us a little bit more about how this story is going to unfold. And a lot of overreaction, including myself, every time the season starts about who's legit, who's not, who's good, who's not. And uh, I think now we're starting to see who are the real contenders and who are for sure pretenders. Let's get the dumpster fires out of the way for week seven. Their season is over. If you're a fan of theirs, you probably already know it. You're the first to know. No chance of the playoffs. Just another long, miserable season as a fan of these teams. Start New York Jets. Zach Wilson's out in a few weeks. They're terrible. They're going to be terrible even if he was in. The game, just a terrible roster, terrible organization. The surprise team this year, the Miami, uh, the surprise team this year, the Dolphins, one and six after winning 10 games last year. I don't know what's wrong with this team, but their season is over. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, we knew that before the season started. There was some hope with Trevor Lawrence, but that's not going anywhere. Houston Texans, a disaster. Deshaun Watson out uh, for the year, obviously, with all the things going on. He might get picked up by the Panthers or someone else, maybe even Miami at the trade deadline, but probably won't play, probably on the commissioner's exempt list at that point. Uh, other other teams whose seasons are definitely over, the Giants, done, Detroit Lions, done. Um, and then there's other teams that with bad records that could do something. Uh, Russell Wilson getting back with the Seahawks could salvage that season, so there is some hope there. The 49ers are a very difficult team to figure out. Um, but there's some teams hanging on there. The Panthers, they seem like they're done, but McCaffrey's coming back. Will that change things? The Falcons are starting to win. They're starting to actually throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. So there's a thing. Teams are on the cusp. Uh, I think the Eagles are done as well. The Washington football team intrigues me, but without a legit starting quarterback, uh, they have no chance. Dallas is going to win that division easily. All right, so the teams that are legit contenders this year, As of right now, the Buffalo Bills, of course. Josh Allen taking another step forward this year. They have a good good enough defense. The Baltimore Ravens, I think, are a playoff team. I don't think they'll go much further than maybe a divisional round, but I think they're a legit uh, contender. They're so dangerous with Lamar Jackson's actually playing like a legit quarterback this year. And, yeah, today's word of the day is legit. Tennessee Titans have really turned things around. They had a rough opening couple weeks of the season. Um, It's just like they're starting to put things together. Their defense looks strong. They shut down a high-powered Kansas City Chiefs offense. You know, Chiefs defense isn't good. Their offense has been good. Uh, A lot of turnovers with Patrick Mahomes, but still they're still getting a lot of yards and points typically. But to hold them to three points is very impressive. Um, And obviously with Derrick Henry, if he's healthy and stays healthy, the team is – is tough. They're tough. They're a tough out for sure. Um, the Raiders, a surprise team, even without John Gruden. I think Derek Carr is in the MVP talk. The Chargers are a little confusing because they look great one week. They look great for a couple of weeks, and then they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but I still think they're definitely a playoff team. Cowboys mentioned earlier. Um, again, all this is contingent on staying healthy. Cowboys for sure going to win their division easily so they at least have one home game in the playoffs. And the way they're, you know, they get to play these three terrible teams twice, so um, there should be six wins for them. It should be six wins for them, um, easy f- for the season. 
so they could see more home field um, in the playoffs. Green Bay Packers, six wins in a row. Not sold 100%. I know that sounds ridiculous. I'm not sold 100% on the Packers. I mean, the Washington football team had eight trips inside the 35-yard line, inside actually the 25-yard line, and scored three points. I mean, that's just bad offense. And this, the, I mean, seriously, I'm a Washington football team fan, but that's, they should have blown out the Packers. So they, uh, they kind of scare me sometimes, the Packers. They have a lot of talent, but I don't know. I'm not sold on them. But, yes, of course, a playoff team. And the Buccaneers, I think, are the favorite at this point to win it all. Um, even over the Arizona Cardinals, another surprise team. Um, at the beginning of the season, it seemed like the best division of football, but it's become a two-team division, the Cardinals and L.A. Rams. If I had to pick a Super Bowl right now, and I will pick a Super Bowl team right now, I'm going to go Titans, which is a surprise probably for a lot of people, Titans and Tampa Bay. Again, this if you're healthy, you know, because I think Tampa Bay secondary will get healthier. They're already ready the number one rush defense. So people can't move the ball on them typically running the, you know, running the ball. Um, and so when they get healthy in their secondary, which they should towards the end of the season, they're going to be tough. And Tom Brady has seen it all. And how many years do we say, oh, no, this is, this is not his year, not Tom Brady's year. And then he winds up in the Super Bowl. So that's my take right now. The Titans versus the Bucks in the Super Bowl. And I give the edge as of right now to Tampa Bay. On a side note, something I really enjoyed last night, although one thing they do need to change is Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football having Tom Brady on for about 30 minutes. That was, if you're a football fan, that was awesome. Whether you like Tom Brady or not, I've become a Tom Brady fan since he left the Patriots. I just hated the Patriots so much. But just their knowledge and the way they talk about the game, the way they break down the game is very impressive. I still wish, I don't know why they can't get Eli and Peyton in the same room because there's so much uh, talk over, you know, because, you know, they're in three separate locations when they have a guest in. So you have Peyton, looks like at his house, Eli at his house, and then Tom Brady at his house, and they're all talking over each other, which can be very distracting or somebody starts to talk and then they hear in their head, you know, their earpiece, oh, wait, Tom Brady just said something, wait, what'd you say? Oh, wait, then Eli asked a question over Peyton Manning while he was talking. If they can clean that up, I mean, I, to me, I love it. It's funny. I was watching it with my wife, Kelly, and she's like, ah, this is annoying. I don't, doesn't seem like they're watching the game. And I'm like, well, I think that's kind of the point. They point out different things that are going on during the game, but their insight and their stories as, you know, two Hall of Famers for sure. And Eli Manning probably will get in eventually, you know, with two Super Bowl wins over Tom Brady. How do you keep him out? Um, you could say, well, his last six seasons of the NFL were not very good. But their sheer knowledge and having Tom Brady on and Peyton Manning poking fun at Tom Brady and Tom Brady poking fun at um, Peyton Manning and then Eli saying, oh, I enjoyed all the games we played against you, Tom, you know, basically saying, you know, I beat you twice in the Super Bowl. And then Tom pretty much owning Peyton Manning in the AFC playoffs for so many years. But they were talking about how, which I thought was fascinating, that Tom Brady actually contacted Peyton Manning. It was funny. He said 48 hours. Peyton Manning said, you, you contacted me 48 hours before your first game with Tampa Bay last year and said, how did you, or how long did it take you to incorporate kind of Peyton's offense or Colts offense into the Denver Broncos when you switched teams? And Peyton was like, I don't know why you're asking me 48 hours before, but, you know, they kind of went back and forth of that. But the fact that, you know, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, is asking advice 
of a retired player. It just shows the respect that they have for one another. You know, they were bitter bitter rivals in the AFC for so many years, but Peyton Manning retires and the guy he goes to to talk um, football and to ask questions and how did you do it? How did you go from one team to another, you know, towards the end of your career and how were you successful? And look, they both won Super Bowls with their second team when lots of people said they're done. So I, I don't know. I thought it was fascinating. I think Tom Brady, if he wants to, if he wants to, will be a great NFL analyst. If he wants to, I don't know if he'll want to, but if he wants to, I think he's so obsessed with it that he's going to do something. I can see him even coaching. Although the greats sometimes have problems coaching because they're like, why can't you do it? I can do it. You can't do it. Um, But the insights that he gave and the fact that since he's left New England, he's not so programmed. He's not so PC. I mean, he was saying stuff on there that, you know, it was interesting. And he was kind of talking about, how defensive players are a certain way and they're just go after the ball. There's not a lot to it. And he started to backtrack after he said it because Peyton Manning started making fun of him about it. Like, Oh, I'm sure your uh, teammates are on defense. are going to love you saying that, you know, it's a real simple thing to play defense. Just go get the ball. Obviously there's more to it, but this is his own opinions. We didn't hear his opinions for years in uh, new England, his real opinions. And now we're hearing him, and he has a lot to say. He has seen it all. He's the greatest of all time talking to maybe the second greatest of all time in Peyton Manning, but I don't know. I love those two together. Eli Manning's funny, but Peyton is such a alpha male and Eli Manning is not Eli Manning's like a nice dude. Eli Manning has some things to say. I think if they're in the same room, it'd be much better. Um, you know, as a broadcaster, when you're trying to either talk to someone on the phone or you're doing like a zoom interview and people they can't really hear you. That's basically what you have. You have a, uh, uh, high tech, you know, prime time zoom call with Peyton in Eli in two separate locations. And then the guests come in. So they're always talking over each other. That part is annoying, but the rest of it, the analysis, the stories, the joking back and forth with, you know, two guys that have won a combined four Super Bowls, And last night with uh, Tom Brady on for 30 minutes. I mean, that was awesome. Had him on for 30 minutes. You know, Tom Brady was seven Super Bowls himself. I mean, it's the best analysis you're going to get. One of the things I thought was funny, you know, Peyton was said, Hey, when you get, you know, first and goal, how many plays do you have set up? How many plays do you have um, kind of in your back pocket? And he said, typically four. We have two runs, two passes. And when you think about it, you think, oh, there's going to be more than that. And I know they're picking from a lot of plays, but they're saying, no, they keep it simple once they get down there. Um, and then he, and then they talked about what type of defenses they like to see, what type of defense gives them the most trouble. I thought it was interesting. They're talking about a Miami defense years ago. Uh, Zach Thomas was the – Hall of Fame linebacker for that team. And I think Jason Taylor was on the team as well. And how they didn't change their schemes. They would line up the same way every single time, and they were just better than you, and you just couldn't beat it. And he said now you know they have more exotic blitzes and exotic packages, and they try to confuse you. He said, but the offense has come such a long way that you, you, know, you see a lot of spread offense, a lot of four-receiver, three-receiver sets. He said the reason they do that is it – helps them see what the defense is going to do. You can't do as many exotic blitzes because if you have four wide, then you have, you know, you have a safety sneaking in, clearly not on a receiver, then you know to pick up this guy. Or you know the linebacker's coming from this angle. So, so they've come a long way. The offense is w- you know, well ahead of the defense in their opinion, and it's harder for the defense. The defense, all the rules are for the offense to make the game more exciting, and they benefit from that. But you got to watch it. I mean, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Monday Night Football – 
I know they're only doing, I think, eight games, eight or nine games. But you gotta you gotta see it. If you love football, you want some analysis, you want some good stories and some kind of funny back and forth picking on each other. It was great. I didn't get to see when Marshawn Lynch was on there, I saw a little clip, but apparently that was really funny. Um and Marshawn Lynch, we learned, apparently would take a shot of Hennessy before every game. <laughs> Dude's a character, man. And he said, Oh, I took three shots tonight for you guys. But uh you gotta watch it. Uh I'll preview week eight of the NFL season a little bit later this week. And, of course, if you have a, a subject you want to talk about, um, let me know. Just send me an email, jared at 1075kzl.com. That's jared at 1075kzl.com. And make sure you hit subscribe. I know we're on Spotify. We're on other platforms. For some reason, we're having trouble with Apple. I don't know why, but as soon as we get on Apple, then it's only going to be there. So um, not just Apple, but it will only be Jared Talk Sports. It won't be under Jared and Katie in the morning anymore. Appreciate you listening. Again, you have any thoughts, any comments, any topics, And I don't mind even having you on if you have a take. Jared at 1075kzl.com.